Hello, everybody. Welcome to Zone Defense. We talk all things NBA and NFL. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast and on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod. We also wanted to say a big thanks to all of our new subscribers that we've gotten over the last few weeks. Um, and if you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below because it really does help our channel a lot. Also, leave a comment and let us know who you think is the best tight end currently in the NFL. Today, we will be doing another tier list. Uh, this time, it's the tight ends. How's it going, Roman? I'm good, Drew. This is our last tier list in terms of position groups. Um, I think this one will be a little bit more, um, have a little bit more disparity than the other ones. Um, there's not many you know, great tight ends, but a lot of decent to average ones at best. But I'm looking forward to this one with you. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, um, as it always is. I got my George Kittle jersey on. I don't know if a lot of people have tight end jerseys, um, but I personally love the tight end position. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'll let you jump in here for the first one, Mr. Austin Hooper. Yeah, uh, in 2020, he signed with the Browns after being with uh, the Falcons. I think his 2020 season was very underwhelming, only four touchdowns. Um, considering that he got a huge contract and they paid him a lot, I thought he would be more in the offense even after OBJ got hurt. Kind of was similar in terms of production. Um I would put him in the good starter tier. We didn't go over the tiers first. Let me just say we have best in the game, great starters, good starters, average starters, and then trash. I'd put Hooper in the good starters uh, tier because I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's some scrub either. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, speaking as a guy who, who likes the Browns, um, I was actually really excited when we signed Austin Hooper last offseason um, just because I, I thought he was very underrated. Um, for the Falcons, I thought he was a really solid tight end there. Um, I know he had some injuries um, come up in 2019, but overall he was really good that year. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, he was very underwhelming um, in 2020. Um, so if you kind of really good in 2019, really not great in 2020, um, it kind of levels out into a good starter. So, yeah, I have really no complaints there uh, with where he slotted Austin Hooper at. Um, so I'll jump in now to uh, Chris Herndon. Um, I mean – I feel like he's just an average guy, um, personally. I think he could potentially move up a little bit. Um, he had some nice games last year. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, we're talking about Austin Hooper, like he's some great guy. But I don't think – I don't really view him as the same level of Austin Hooper. I think he is – Austin Hooper's better than Herndon. Um, but I still, I don't think he's a trash tight end. I think he's probably more towards the top end of the average starters for tight ends. But, um, yeah, Herndon, he's not like a dynamic, not a big guy, not a huge – big big name tight end but he's still solid he's still decent he you know he had a kind of a tough start to his career but he's kind of turned on around a little bit so i'm gonna put him in the average starter tier where do you think roman no i completely agree and i do think he has a little bit more potential now that they yeah. have robert sala i mean i don't think uh herndon is going to be used in the same way kittle was in san francisco but if he has any sort of rub off potentially on herndon i think he'll be able to be a solid tight end and elevate his status uh definitely a sleeper in fantasy football this year i'll, I'll just say yeah, that is true. Um, especially, the, like you said, with Zach Wilson there, I think he could could be decent. Um, but yeah, um, not too much to add. I think we talked about Chris Herndon enough for one episode, so we'll jump in now to uh, CJ. I think it's Uzama, Uzoma. I can never pronounce his last name right, but uh, it's over to you, Roman. Yeah, I think the Bengals had terrible production under the tight end position, even with Drew Sample, who I thought was the number one tight end. I don't know why the tier list didn't have him on here. Um, but for those reasons, I'm just going to put him in the trash tier because I don't think he'll be very relevant in the next season. Now they have Jamar Chase. I know that he's a wide receiver and Ozama's a tight end, but I know there are more targets that are going to go to him than the rest of the tight end position. And I think the Bengals could have been in on, on a guy like uh, Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith. Unfortunately, they didn't get any of those guys, and they'll have to roll with either him and Sample. But overall, I don't think he'll be very uh, good this year. I mean, he, he did have an injury last year, so he didn't play as much. Um, he wasn't like awful, but I, I do agree. I think Drew Sample, I think this is what his, he's entering his third year, I believe in the league. Um, and it does sound like he's more the tight end of the future. If they don't, like you've mentioned, sign a guy or trade for a guy. I feel like trash is kind of harsh just cause he wasn't awful last year before the injury. Um, we can leave him there for right now and kind of just see how the tiers shake out. I wouldn't mind moving him up to average starter, but, um, we'll just kind of have to see. Cause I do think Herndon's better than better than um, CJ, but um, yeah, I feel like a little too harsh on CJ a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, like I said, how the tier list shakes out. Um, all right, so now I got Cole Komet. 
Um, last year was his rookie year. Um, he, I mean, he had some flashes, but there was also some times where he was outshone by Jimmy Graham, who's like 55 years old now. Um, so that's somewhat concerning, but kind of similar to Herndon and maybe even to a greater extent, he is still very young. Um, so he definitely still has a lot of potential to move up and be better. Um, I, <clears throat> this is tough. I think I'm going to put him in front of Chris Herndon on the average starter tier. Um, if we move him up to good starters, like at the back end, I, I wouldn't be upset about that. Um, I just think maybe if we had like an unproven section, I think that's where you'd throw Cole Komet in. Um, but I think yeah, for right now, from what we know, he's average, but he could definitely be moved up. Um, especially now with Justin Fields there as the quarterback in Chicago, or even actually, even if Andy Dalton starting, that's still an upgrade from what they had last year. Yeah, I think Komet will actually be pretty good to great. I mean, eventually, but it's been a, a common trend that tight ends aren't very good in their first season. So I can understand yeah. you putting him in the average tier, although we expect him to be much better than that. But exactly. li- leaving him in average, I don't, I don't have any problem with. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with, with your take there. Um, now we'll jump into one of my personal favorite tight ends because of the fantasy purposes, uh, Mr. Dallas Goddard. Yeah, he's been a riser the past couple of years, especially if Zach Ertz leaves. He'll be, you know, solidified as a tight end one. Um, I think he'll can probably be maybe the fifth tight end off the board, perhaps fifth, sixth tight end off the board in, in fantasy drafts. Uh, I do think there's a lot of upside there. Um, I'm going to put him in good, but I don't know if you want to put him above or below Hooper. We can put him above. I, I would say definitely above Hooper. This is tough because I – we're going to have to see how the sport shakes out. Um, because I like. I feel like, depending on who's in that great tier, you could yeah. make an argument that Goddard could be the back end of great. But I, there is still some unprovenness there. Yeah. Um, and we're I more looking wanna, at like, the potential. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to see him do it again for sure. Yeah, yeah, and he did have some injuries last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't, like, even though Zach Ertz has been a shell of himself here these, last, these past couple seasons, um, Goddard, he, he's still... Ertz, Ertz still kind of drew some of the, the game plan towards him. Um, Goddard never has has been that like bona fide number one guy. So there's some little unknown there. But um, yeah, so I, we'll probably leave him in good. Um, but he definitely could be a great, maybe not best in the game. That's a little crazy. But um, yeah, he's definitely a really good player in my opinion. But um, now we got Dalton Schultz, who, I mean, he was okay last year. Um, and I think honestly, like... If we put Austin Hooper in the good, um, I think I'm going to put Dalton Schultz right behind um, Dallas Goddard in front of Austin Hooper. I mean, he had some flashes last year where he was decent. Um, there is some concern there where he uh, it was with Blake Jarwin coming back from the injury, but um, there's also some maybe if, if Schultz gets that starting job, um, he Dak Prescott's coming back from injury, so he could have another nice season. Um, so yeah, but and he was like the one guy too that I felt like when Andy Dalton took over there at quarterback after the Dak injury, Schultz was the one guy as in the offense as a whole that didn't really fall off completely. Um, so I think that's something to be said for that too. Um, so yeah, I think he's just a solid, good starter. Um, if you want to move him down the average, I'm not going to be like, you know, bang on the table, but I think he's a solid guy. Um, and I think he's better than maybe some of those other guys we would throw in that average starter tier. If we kept him in good, I think I want to put him behind Hooper just because I think Hooper okay. has done it for more consistently as opposed to Schultz, who kind of had some luck with the Jarwin injury. Uh, and I expect Jarwin to fully take over back into his tight end one role that he had before his injury. But like you said, he did you know do good once uh, he had the opportunity, but I'd rather put him behind Hooper. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I'm okay with that. Um, like I said, I just think he... It sucks because I feel like if Jarwin didn't get the injury, we'd be having the same exact conversation about Blake Jarwin. Um, but Schultz, he made the most of his opportunity um, regardless mm-hmm. of who was playing quarterback. So I think he deserves to be rewarded for that on our tier list. But um, you got Mr. Dan Arnold now. It's an interesting player because he kind of banked on himself having a good year with uh, the Cardinals and now he's signed with the Panthers. I don't know if you saw this video, Drew, but there was like some behind-the-scenes footage of his uh, agent talking to Carolina. It was interesting kind of seeing the behind-the-scenes uh, working of that contract being coming into fruition. Um, yeah, I, I love do videos th- like that. Yeah, I do, I do think he's actually pretty decent, but I think, I, I don't know, I think he'll be actually good in Carolina amongst the other weapons that they have, so he might be a little bit of an afterthought. Um, I'd put him either top of average or last of good. I'll leave that up to you. I'm going to put him in the top of average. Um, 
because I I feel like there's some other guys we'll put in the good tier that are just better than him. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, just looking at the faces, I feel like he fits in more with Komet and Herndon than he does with the other three guys in the good tier currently. Um, yeah, I think he's he's a solid guy. Uh, room to grow too, so he could e- easily be a good guy, especially now with the um, kind of maybe more expanded opportunities or at least less coverage on him. Um, and Sam Darnold too. I mean, I know he's kind of downgrading from Kyler to Sam, but by all accounts, um, Sam Darnold is like amazing in practice and stuff. So um, who knows? Maybe Dan Arnold's due for a, a really big year. But I think for right now, I would put him in the top end of the average starters. Um, so now I'll do David Njoku. Um, this is a guy who I feel like every single season, every single offseason, it's, oh, he's done. He's getting traded from Cleveland. He's getting traded, and then he never gets traded. And that happened again this year because um, now he's on a winning team, and it seems like he's kind of happy about that. And this is a tough, tough guy because he's like – the potential has always been there with him. He always shows some flashes, but then he also just doesn't play um, well or he doesn't play at all um, because you just can't trust him that much. Um Ah, man, I don't think I'm going to put him in the good starters just because he didn't play. He wasn't really even a starter last year. I think I'm going to put him behind Chris Herndon um, in the average starters. Um, You could even maybe put him in the trash. I don't feel like I can put him in the trash just because the potential is still there, even though he doesn't really play that much. Um, And maybe if he eventually does get traded from Cleveland or if he becomes the bona fide guy there in Cleveland, Cleveland, maybe he can finally deliver on some of that potential. But... um, I'm going to put him right there for right now. Well, I do think the three guys ahead of Njoku in the average tier have more upside, I would say, at this point. I think what we've seen out of Njoku when he did have the opportunity, he wasn't actually that bad. And it's unfortunate because the tight end position in Cleveland, it's been pretty crowded, obviously, with Hooper and Njoku yeah, and even true. Harrison Bryant, who's actually been pretty decent. Um, and like you said, there was a lot of John with trade talks. Steve Crust had traded, but it never happened. Um from what I yeah, from what I mentioned earlier, his opportunity once he's had that, I mean, I think he's been pretty decent. He had some injury concerns. Me personally, I would put him at the top of average, but I understand your point as he has the less, less upside and he's kind of, uh, kind of straggling in the dust there. Yeah, and I believe he had some issues with drops too, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, um, which is a little concerning. I guess we can just even it out, um, and we can put him, we'll put him we put behind Komet, oh. behind Komet, sure, we'll put him behind Komet. Um, I mean, I feel like those guys are all kind of interchangeable for the most part. They all have their sure. own concerns. They're not, they're not complete trash either. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's good. Um, leave them right there. Um, but I'll hand it over to you now for Dawson Knox. Yeah, Dawson Knox. I think he had a great connection with um, Josh Allen last year. He's a fairly young. I think in his first couple of years, he could, this could be a second year, correct, or maybe his third. I'm not, I don't remember. I don't, I don't yeah, know. something like that. that. But either way, I think he's a very uh, young guy with a lot of potential. I don't know if he's a good starter yet since there was some interchangeable uh, interchangeability with other tight ends on the team last year, such as Tyler Croft and other guys like that. Um, so I'm putting him at the, top, at the top of average, but I don't think it'll be very long until we see him you know, fully fledged into the offense as a starter. Yeah, so this will be his third year. So he's entering his third year. He's played two years in the NFL. Um, honestly, like... Yeah, I guess he's kind of in the same trap as guys like the other guys we have in the average tier, where we just the sample size is, is small. Um, yeah, because he had under 300 yards receiving last year. I I don't know. I, I think I agree with your take. I, I think he um, was good last year, um, but there's also we don't really know a lot just because his his ceiling his ceiling is still like unproven, um, just because he hasn't he's not been the number one guy. But I think. Yeah, definitely, because the potential's there. I, he's definitely going to be a good to great guy very, very soon. In my opinion. He's fun Especially to watch, too. The, yeah, if he keeps that strong like relationship with Josh Allen, too, um, the sky's the limit for – well, the sky's the limit, at least to the extent it is for tight ends um, for Dawson Knox uh, in the NFL. Um, all right, so, I, I man, I'm so happy I got this clown. Eric Ebron, um, the guy who claims that Detroit's not still in his head, but yet he tweets about us literally every chance he gets. He's um, Brick hand. So he had he had a really good. Uh, I, this, is, this is a little tangent here, but I remember um, it had to be. A, it was a few Halloween Halloweens ago. 
um, I was at a Halloween thing in the Metro Detroit area, and there was a person dressed up as Eric Ebron, and he had uh, he had bricks on his hands, and he was wearing like an Ebron jersey. There was like a picture of it going around too. I don't know if you ever saw, it, but that was it was quite funny. I loved it. Um, so anyway, uh, I might be biased on this because I don't like Eric Ebron, but um, wait another waste of a top ten pick. Anyway, um, he was really good two years ago for the Colts, um, and last year for the Steelers, he was decent. Um, I mean, I would say I think he belongs in the good tier. Um, we can probably put him – I'm going to put him right here in front of Austin Hooper. Um, I think that's where he belongs because he, he is pro- more proven than the guys in the average tier. He did have some solid moments last year, even though it was a step back from his time in Indianapolis. If I'm being unbiased, that's where I think he belongs, even though um, you're giving me that look, Roman, and you might want to move him down a little bit, which I'd be okay with. Um, but I, I think – I think in the good starters tiers where where Eric belongs. If we were biased, which we I hope won't be, if we were biased, we put him in the trash tier right away. I think we yeah. can agree on that. Uh, and but on a non biased perspective, I don't think his one good year in Indianapolis can justify being above a guy like Hooper or even in the good tier entirely. Uh, I think he fell off in Pittsburgh, and since they got Pat Fryermuth, I don't think he'll be much longer until he's on True. another team. Uh, That's a good so. Point. Should he go in trash? Probably not, but I, I think we can put him at the top of average or, or something like that. That's uh, I think that's where we're going to move him. I think I forgot about the pe- the baby Gronk that they drafted him. What, that was the second round, I think, right? Second or third round. Uh, yeah, second round. Decently high. Um, so that means they're going to want to play him, especially with this might be Big Ben's last ride. They're going to want to put the best guys out there regardless of experience. So, um, And obviously, if they took a tight end that early, they obviously don't like Ebron that much. So, yes, I'm going to move him down the average. I did forget about the Fryermuth connection. Um, so, yeah. So, I think – but I think that's where he belongs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, now we got Evan Ingram. The, the fact that this man made the Pro Bowl last year is beyond me. I, I think he was one of the worst tight ends in football. I think even Chris – he's not on here, but if he was on here, he would agree with me. Yeah, he uh, Yeah, justifiedly so i i just want to put him in the trash tier and kind of move on does he have you know some tools has he produced a little bit sure but you know i don't think his upside is going up anytime soon and i think we should just leave him in there and move on i mean what i mean yeah does he drop some passes yes um but like i don't know like is he really like does he belong in the trash tier i mean that seems a little bit a little bit kind of crazy. I mean, he had over 600 yards reception last yeah, year. Is he the worst head in the NFL? No, but I think just in purposes of like trajectory and he's going absolutely downhill. I'm sorry, Giants fans, if you're listening, but you know, there's no way if you look, if you can justify him being in the pro Bowl, fine, but I don't think he should have been. I think, you know, they're more deserving tight ends. And ultimately, I mean, hopefully he has a bounce back here because he needs one, but I mean, he's disappointed a lot of people and, I think I'd take everyone above. I'd take him. I'd take everyone in the average tier uh, over him. That's what I think. Well, I, I think maybe works. He was he was a decently high draft pick. I think. I think he had he has so. obviously had a lot of potential. We were really kind of expecting a lot from him when he came out of college, um, and he never delivered on that. But I I I think that's why we think he's so bad because we expected him to be a better tight end than he is. Um, but I like I don't know. I'm not. I, I I'm moving him out of the trash tier. I would probably put him in the top end of the average um, just because he, I still think he has some potential. Um, But since you said to put him in the back end, I'll put him just, I'll put a, what was it? Yeah. I'll put him right directly in the middle of the average tier right there. Um, I would even like, I feel like some people, because he was a pro bowler last year, somehow he only had one touchdown too. I did not realize he only had one receiving touchdown last year Um, because he was a, a pro bowler last year though. They'd probably put him in the good starter tier. I would say maybe. Um, or maybe even the great starter tier, um, depending on what your feelings are. So I don't think he's that good, but I do think that he's not a lost cause completely. And I think maybe some of our judgment is clouded because we expected so much more from him and he didn't deliver, but that doesn't mean he's like a complete trash tight end. That's at least my opinion. But yeah, that's... I, I wouldn't I take him in fantasy. Yeah, especially because he's a guy that goes kind of early too. Um, I know last year he was like a top five tight end, I think off the boards. Um, 
there's a lot of times too where I saw he'd go before guys like TJ Hawkinson too. Yeah, that's uh, stupid. Hawk wasn't as big of a guy last year, but um, this year he's probably a little bit lower. But um, yeah, I think I had him. We did a mock. I think I had him as my backup tight end. And if you're if, if he's your backup tight end, I'm I'm living with that. That's pretty that's pretty nice. Anyway, okay, so now we got Gronk. Um, we mentioned baby Gronk a few minutes ago. Now we got a uh, big Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. Um, he's old obviously. Um, but he was really good last year in the Super Bowl, at least, um, every other game he'd kind of have, like he, he'd be, I mean, he was pretty good there down the stretch too. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to put him in the great starters tier, um, just because I don't know how many other guys we're going to put in that tier. And I think Gronk is better than Goddard, Hooper and Schultz. Um, obviously his, maybe as there's some bias here cause his career has been so great, but uh, I think back into the great starters tier is where he belongs. Um, he really kind of, once he, it seemed like once he kind of got a grasp of the offense and once he kind of got back in the groove of playing NFL football, he had a really solid year last year down the stretch. Um, and then he was also big in the playoffs, like I said. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think he's a back end great starter still. Um, now, could he get injured this year? Could his age start really showing? Yes. But I think right now I'd say, I'd say he's a back end great tight end, um, especially when you look at some of the other guys on this list. But that's that's at least my case. You want to move him down to good, I'll live with it. But I think just looking at some of these guys we have left, I would take Rock in that great tier for sure. No, I don't have a problem with where you put him. Like you mentioned, he came on strong down the stretch and into the playoffs and the Super Bowl as well. Um, does he have the upside like the, some of the guys below him? Probably not as, yeah, as much anymore. Yeah. Um, in terms of fantasy, I I think you'd see Goddard go much earlier than a Gronk would. Gronk went so late in drafts last year. But I think he'll rise a little bit, but not as much to the extent of, of him going being the fourth, fifth tight end off the board. But I do think he'll be he'll be good again this year, um, since they're bringing back literally everyone from that team. Uh, and I think you know great is justified. I think he'll probably be towards the back half of a great once the yeah. tier list is done. But overall, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, and you mentioned fantasy too. I mean, last year, at least in some of the drafts that I was in, it was either Gronk went super early because it's Gronk and everybody yeah. wanted Gronk and he's a big name, or he went super late because everybody thought he was washed up. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there was no. There's, there's, I think this year though, he's probably going to go more like in the middle of that. It's not going to be the two extremes. But um, yeah, I'm glad. I thought that was a controversial take. So I'm glad you agreed with me on that. Um, but now we've got uh, who's that? Hayden Hurst. Uh, this man was supposed to go off, supposed to break out in 2020, but absolutely did not. Yes. Um, many people were hyping him up as the next breakout tight end of the season. Um, I drafted him in one of my leagues, ended up trading him because he was not great for me. Um, however, I mean, he's still fairly, he's fairly old. When he, when he was drafted, he was considerably older, I think, than other you know draft prospects. Um, but I do think he has something left in the tank. I think he has more to prove. I think he'll actually be pretty decent this year. I'm gonna put him in good, right, right uh, in front of Hooper. That's where I think he'll go. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I, I well, not to yeah. mention now that they have Pitts, and he'll probably not yeah. be as relevant. But you know, so yeah, I don't think he'll be as good as he could have been. But come to think of it, yeah, that's fine. That, but he, they also don't have Julio anymore, right? Um, so they could run a lot of two tight end sets. They could do a lot of the stuff that they're doing with. Um, out of New England with Henry and Janu. Um, so that's potentially, but yeah, I think, I think you put him in the perfect spot right there behind Goddard. Um, he's a, he was, there was kind of the same thing with Evan Ingram last year. I think if we would have tempered our expectations a little bit, we would have been like, okay, he's not that bad, but just because we expected so much from him mm-hmm. and then he didn't, he didn't deliver on those expectations. Like you said, um, it was, it was disappointing, but yeah, I think he's still not an awful player. Uh, I think he's better than all those guys in the average tier for sure. And I think, um, right there in the good starters tiers is right where he belongs. So good take. Good take there, Roman. <laughs> um, all right. So now we got Hunter Henry. I mean, this is tough because I feel like <clears throat> I think Chris doesn't like him. So if he was on this show, he maybe he'd have a different opinion. Um, but I feel like he's right on that border of great and good. I feel like I feel like he's, he's right on that edge. Um, and I'm looking at some of these other guys that we're probably going to put in the great tier, and I just don't think Hunter Henry is there. So I think I'm going to put him as the first guy in the good tier because um, he's decent. He's solid. Um, if you want to move him into the great tier, I'm okay with that. Um, but I think he's a, he's a good tight end. I think he's better than all those guys behind him. But again, like I said, I don't know if he's better than some of those guys we're probably going to end up putting in the great tier. Um, but what do you think? 
No, I'd leave him right where you put him. I think he was good in, in the uh, L.A. However, I think we have to take you know everything with a grain of salt because you never know how things will go in New England, considering they also have Janu Smith. Um, it was kind of crazy how they were signing both of them. Does it yeah. really make sense? Does it? Does it not? Uh, we'll have to see. Hopefully it pays off for him. But um, overall, I think he's a good um, tight end. I think he can actually be you know better than that, like you kind of alluded to. But for right now, I think top of good is a, a good spot for him. Yeah, I, I think if he gets the opportunity there, if Mac Jones is as good as some of the training OTA highlights I've seen, and or even if Cam Newton is able to get a little bit better, um, I think he could have a solid season. But again, he's going down. He's coming off of um, having Justin Herbert as his quarterback, and I think um, unless Mac is like really good, like Herbert was last year in his rookie year, or if Cam is um, like almost MVP level Cam, it's going to be a downgrade for for sure. So. Um, we might see a little fall off, but there's also a chance that we could see some some uprising potential. But um, now you got Jack Doyle here next up. I think Jack Doyle has been pretty consistent throughout his NFL career, especially these past couple of seasons, and even during Ebron's breakout year uh, with the Colts. I think Do- Do- Doyle still had a good season yeah. by all accounts. I know they had they've had some other tight ends in and out of there, Trey Burton, Moelle Cox, something like some other guys. But I think he's been able to you know keep consistent through all of that. I'm going to put him in the good tier. I think I'm going to put him right behind Hooper. Yeah. I don't really have too much to add. I think that's right around where I'd put him. I maybe would put him behind. No, I'd put him right there. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really have too much to add. I think he's just uh, he's an average, solid guy. He's not um, like borderline trash like some of the guys we have in the average tier. Um, yeah, he's just a good, solid tight end. So. Um, yeah, I think that's the perfect spot. I don't have too much to add. And he, he's also another guy who could potentially um, move up a little bit um, because he's got Carson Wentz now at, at mm-hmm. quarterback. And if Wentz is as good as maybe we expect him, at least I expect him to be, hopefully, um, he, he could have a really big season. Because, uh, I mean, Philip Rivers was, wasn't bad last year. But um, I remember when he had Andrew Luck that he had some he had some really nice seasons. Um, um, and Wentz could maybe be that guy, too. But um, now we got Jared Cook, um, who is older. Um, for sure. And I feel like he's just an average starter. I know he had those like costly drops last year for the saints in the playoffs, um, that it didn't cost them the game, but it definitely didn't help. Um, so I I think I'm going to put him in the average starters tier. Um, I think I'm going to, I mean, I don't know where to put him. I think I'm going to put him right here. I think, think because he was still solid last year he wasn't awful um but he is older and i I definitely think he is like a lot of these guys behind him in the average tier are definitely probably going to pass him at the end of 2021 um i don't see cook moving up anytime soon but i still think he's an average guy i think um what do you think i would leave him where you put him i think you have to remember that you know while he was costly with a lot of drops with an older Drew Brees, he's now going to yeah. another great situation with a young Justin Herbert, kind of sure. filling in where uh, Hunter Henry was. He'll be the starter by default. And if he can at least garner any ounce of what he used to be, I think he'll be in a good spot. Um, they'll obviously have more weapons on that team, but I think he'll fit in. But I'm not going to put him in good. I think he'll just be average. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Um, I wasn't sure if I was like too high or too low on him. He's a difficult guy to do because – Kind of like Gronk, he was so he's been good um, in the past, but it's hard to kind of gauge where he's at now. So yeah, average good. And you even kind of started talking to me into maybe moving him up to good, but we'll leave him in average for right now. Uh, but now you have uh, Johnu Smith. Yeah, similarly to Henry, they're both going to the same situation. I really couldn't tell you how that split is going to work unless they're going to be both on the field at the same time. Um, they uh, both Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith got a huge contract. Uh, Johnny Smith was very useful in um, Tennessee, especially since they didn't have that number two wide receiver at the time, um, unless you count Corey Davis, but I know Chris wouldn't. But I think he'll actually be pretty decent. Um, I'm not going to say he's great. I'm going to put him in the good tier, but I'm going to put him behind Dallas Goddard, I think, just because of upside, yeah. and you don't really know what to expect with the Patriots just yet. 
Yeah, I, I do. I wish Chris was here just because um, I remember I said before when we were talking about the Julio trade, I said something like, oh, they have to replace Johnny Smith and Corey Davis's, and he kind of got offended by saying that. So I don't know if that means he doesn't like Johnny Smith that much, but um, I think he hasn't been fantasy. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think if you look at the tight ends, though, I think, yeah, John who's right there. He had a really nice season last year. Um, he kind of tailed – he had, like, a really hot start, and then he kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, but I think having him in, like, the same area as Hunter Henry but slightly below is perfect um, as they are now teammates there in New England. So, yeah, I think yeah. I would put him right there, too. Good good take there, Roman. Um, now I have Jordan Aikens here. I'll be honest, I don't have a ton of hot Jordan Aikens takes. Um, I, I think he was, uh, I think he was solid last year. Um, I had, I brought his stats up just so I had a better frame of mind to think about this. Um, he had what 400 reception yards and one touchdown. Um, not great. I'm tempted to put him in just in the trash tier. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it was awful. Um, and, but there's also some concerns of who's going to play quarterback there in, in Houston. So, I think I'm going to put him at the last guy in the average starters tier because his his stats are pretty comparable to a lot of the other guys we have there in the average starters. Um, and I think he's better than CJ. And I do believe he's still relatively. Oh no, he's older, so um, maybe he could potentially move up a little bit, but not not probably not a ton. So I'm going to leave him right there. Um, would you have any takes on that? No, I'd leave him where you put him. He was, I, I think, startable at least a couple of times last year for fantasy. Similar, Darren Fells in Houston. Either one of them could have had some decent games over the course of the year. However, with the quarterback uh, confusion, uh, I don't think he'll be very fantasy relevant or even in real life relevant. Um, but since they have black weapons, they do have Brevin Jordan now, so I think maybe he'll kind of step in right away as a tight end one. Um, but I'm not going to argue where you put him. Okay, sounds good. Um, let's move into a different tight end, uh, a little bit better than Jordan Akins, I think, uh, George Kittle. Do we really need to talk about this one? Just move him to the top of the tier list and let's move on. Couldn't agree more. Um, obviously, I got the jersey on. He's he's definitely my favorite non-quarterback in the game right now. Um, I just love this guy so much. Um, I also I got my Barstool head on too because he does a lot of stuff with Barstool now. Um, he's on he's on busting with the boys and all that stuff. So um, yeah, and he also was giving some shouts out shout outs to Dan Campbell too, talking about how great of a coach oh, he, yeah. is, how he likes his energy. So. Maybe we get – and he was on busting with the boys with TJ Hawkinson. I mean, should I buy a George Kittle Lions jersey right now or should I wait? Was he coming here or what? I'm just kidding. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's also got um, – whether it's Trey Lance or Jimmy G um, starting at quarterback, that's a definite upgrade from what they had last year. Um, if hopefully – as long as he can stay healthy because injuries are a concern with Kittle because um, he just, like, loves to block and he's just a gamer – um, he could have a, he's gonna have another monster year. We'll we'll have to debate about it later whether he's actually number one or number two in the best of the tier list, but we'll we'll see when we get there. Yeah, I mean, you know where I would put him, but I think if I'm not biased, I, I he might be number two. But we'll wait. We'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, now we got Kyle Rudolph, who again, if we're going by in career, um, definitely yeah, he had a great career. It was really big there in Minnesota for a while, um, and now he's in what he's in. New York, right? Yeah, he's in New York for the Giants, right? Um, So there's some concern there. Is he going to play with Evan Ingram? How's that going to work? And I think because that um, with Evan Ingram and everything going on there, I think I'm going to put him right here behind Evan Ingram. Actually, I don't even think he belongs there. I think he's worse than that. I'll put him right here because I don't think he's complete trash. He had some moments last year, but at this point in his career, um, he's not – good anymore sorry um he could he could have a solid he could have some moments um for new york and maybe move up and prove me wrong but um he's just on the back end of his career and i i would put him in the back end of the average starter steer again not complete trash i feel bad for cj because he's our only trash tight end but um i'm gonna put him there in the back end of the average tier no yeah i agree i don't really know what his role is gonna be with new york considering that they do have other weapons they brought in tony they brought in galladay They'll have Saquon back, so who knows uh, how long he'll be with them. Maybe he even retires halfway through the season. Who knows? But, yeah, I'm not going to argue where you put him, and I think I'd rather take everyone above him as well. Over. Yeah, I mean, he had had 600 reception yards in 2018, then it went down to about 400 in 2019, and it went down to about 300 in 2020, so he's just – he's on the tail. That was also because of Irv Smith, who unfortunately isn't even on this list, but we'll probably talk about him a little later. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we can talk about right now. Let's talk about right now. I would put him in the good tier uh, if we're talking about Irv Smith, and I think he could even potentially move up. Um, yeah, I don't know why. This is a pretty solid tier list, but I don't know why they forgot Irv Smith. But um, yeah, where would you put Irv Smith real quick? Since we're talking Minnesota tight ends. Yeah, I'd put him above probably Jack Doyle, I'd say. But obviously yeah. he has more upside as well. Yeah, and I think, yeah, he definitely could be a great um, starter here very soon. Um, all right, I'm glad we kind of got that Irv Smith tangent. Uh, we, we covered that. Uh, now we'll jump into Logan Thomas. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he was very underrated last year. And considering that, you know, he's still in a place where uh, in Washington where there's no other, you know, I guess, competition at the tight end position, um, he might be good, you know, and be good again, as in, you know, keeping that momentum he had from last year. I know that uh, Chris and even you, Drew, are kind of hyping him up in our in our fantasy draft not too long ago. Um, dare I put him at the top of good? I'm not sure, but I think uh, you'll see guys behind him as in like Goddard. I think he'll go earlier in terms of fantasy drafts. However, Logan Thomas might will definitely be viable again. Where do you want to put him in the good tier? Because I think he definitely belongs in there. I'd put him, yeah, I'd put him, I can't put him in the front. I can, Yeah, I'll put him right there in the front, in front of Hunter Henry. I think uh, Logan Thomas was extremely underrated last year, um, especially with, I mean, Alex Smith. I know it's hard to kind of criticize Alex Smith because he was even playing football. That's awesome. But um, he was playing on one leg, basically, and now he gets a quarterback upgrade, I would say, in, uh, in Ryan Fitzpatrick or even Taylor Heineke, who was, was another solid quarterback. Uh, at least in one game, he was solid. So I think regardless, he's going to see um, a bigger season. Um, and yeah, I know this isn't a fantasy episode, but like Logan Thomas is not a big name. Um, in our dynasty league, I kind of, I got him pretty late and he's still projected to get like 12 to 15 points, which is really nice for a tight end. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love Logan Thomas. Like, like you said before, I believe Chris is high on him too. Um, and I think, yeah, he hit, he's a little bit on the older side. I think he's 29. Um, I think he might be 30 actually. Maybe he's 30 now too. Um, so that's a little concerning because a lot of times you see these guys that they kind of burst out on the scene. Um, they're younger, but he is on the older side. So we could see some regression, but, um, oh, he's 29, he's 29. Okay. Um, so he's probably he's still got a few good years left in them, at least in terms of football. Um, so I think he could be a great starter. I think you could even make the argument. He's a great starter right now. Um, but obviously it was only one year sample size. So that's a little, that's a little bit, um, Maybe a little bit of aggressive to put him in the great starter tier, but so I think top end of good is the perfect spot for him right now. Uh, now, speaking of great starters, uh, we got Mark Andrews. I'm going to put him in the great tier ahead of Gronk. Um, I think he's a really um, great tight end, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, it, it seems like a lot of the receivers there in Baltimore who have struggled to kind of find a rhythm with Lamar. Um, Mark is the one guy who hasn't really had struggles finding that rhythm. Um, been really solid this, this last few few years with Lamar, uh, and I think he's gonna have another solid year next. Um, and yeah, I think he's he's definitely better than all those guys in the good tier, and he's he's not as good as George Kittle and another guy we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but he is definitely a top end of great in my opinion. Yeah, even with the additions of uh, Bateman and Wallace, I don't think it'll make a difference in terms of his output. Uh, many people thought he would decline last year. Um, which is, I guess is fair considering that, you know, the Ravens aren't always a passing team. They run first, as we all know. So even throughout that, he's been able to keep consistent, and he definitely belongs at the top of the great tier. Cool. Yeah, glad you agree. Um, we'll jump in now to Mike Kosicki. Yeah, this is a guy who I had high hopes for last year, but kind of uh, underperformed. Um, and even going into this season, I don't think he'll be able to have the same opportunity considering they signed Will Fuller, they brought in uh, Wall, uh, Waddle, they drafted another tight end in Hunter Long, who, although he won't be the starter, I think all those weapons that they added will take away from him. Um, and who knows where Tua is at in terms of his progression. Many saying he's good, but he also threw five picks in training camp or in practice the other day. So who knows where he's really at. I'm going to put him in good just because I think he's, you know, I think that's the definition definition of average with upside. Though, however, I'm gonna put him right behind Jenu Smith. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'd probably would have put him behind Hayden Hurst, um, or even possibly behind Jack Doyle. I mean, yeah, but he's right there in that range. I'm not gonna like, we're not gonna get into a fight about whoever we're putting Mike with you, but um, yeah, I think he's a he's a good guy. He does have some upside. 
like you said, he was kind of disappointing last year. He was very like kind of hit or miss. He'd either have like a huge game or he'd be non-existent. Um, so, so maybe finding some more consistency would be key for him um, coming into 2021. But yeah, I think he belongs right there with those guys. Um, he did prove a little bit last year. Um, and yeah, I think he's better than those guys in the average tier who are still either on the back half of their career or about to lose their jobs or unproven. So yeah, I think Kasiki right there in the middle of the good tier is a perfect spot for him. Um, all right, so now we got Noah Fant. Um, for me, oh man, he was really good last year, I thought. Um, possibly great, some might say. Um, before he went down with the injuries, and then he was kind of inconsistent there down the stretch. Um, I think I'm going to put him in the good tier. We're being really kind of stingy here with these tight ends. I like it, and it's, it's a tough tier list to do. But I think I'm going to put him... I'm going to put him... Uh, I'm going to put him right here. And I think he definitely has the potential to move up um, for sure. I, I think him him falling back, I would. it's hard to tell. It's hard to see that happening um, as long as he stays healthy. I mean, I think he's a, he's a really solid young tight end, um, and he's still very unproven. And I think even if the Broncos, especially if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, um, we could see a big, big year for Noah Fant um, as long as he stays healthy. Like I said, that's a big concern with him. But, yeah, I think he's a good starter. Um, but definitely, definitely great, great upside, I think. Yeah, I don't mind where you put him. However, I do think this placement might dictate the, a place of a similar tight end, another Iowa tight end that we'll probably talk about in a little bit. Um, I think they're both very similar, and obviously they're in the same draft class. However, um, Noah Fant, I agree with everything you said. I do think he has the upside similar to Goddard. Um, well, I do think Fant and Goddard have more upside than a guy like Henry and Thomas. I think, you know, in terms of where they were at last year, uh, this yeah. makes sense as a way to put him. Yeah, and I do have that other Iowa tight end uh, with my next thing. And I will say I do not agree with your take that they are similar. So we'll just leave that as a tease. Well, I, um, I feel like I, I I said that is in the sense that I feel like you that would be a possibility. However, if I was reading it, it would be different, but we'll see. Okay, so we might be in an agreement, but we'll have to wait and see. But before we get into that, we have to do Mr. Bobby Tanya in here. So I would you go and pick it. Where, where are you going to put him? Well, this is the Titan that should have made the Pro Bowl over Evan Ingram. Let's just say that. He had a great season. Um, will he replicate it? I guess depending on who the quarterback is. If it's Jordan yeah. Love, maybe not. If it's Rodgers, then probably. Um, I'm going to put him at the top of good. I don't think I'd put him in great just yet since I want to see him do it again. Um, similar to Logan Thomas, we need to see him do it again. But I think that uh, Tunyon's year was more impressive than Logan Thomas's. Yeah, I feel like uh, Logan Thomas, it seemed like he kind of came on at the end. Tanyan was pretty consistent for mo- most much the, 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 for much of the year. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I Yeah, he's still kind of unproven, so that's why I don't think he belongs in the great tier yet, um, especially if um, if Rodgers is gone. He's kind of in that same boat with Noah Fant, where Aaron Rodgers, his, their fate is, lies in Aaron Rodgers' hands and where he ends up, so... Uh, we'll have to wait and see there because I think he could fall back a little bit, um, or not. If if Rogers is gone and then uh, you know it's just a fire sale and everybody leaves and Robert Tanyan's the last man standing, maybe he'll either get traded and get into a better situation or he'll um, be in a good situation, get a lot of targets there in Green Bay. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think top end of good is great um, for him. And now we'll do T.J. Hawkinson, who, um, yeah, I think he was great last year. Um, and I think he belongs. I would. I mean, this might be controversial, and we, we might come off as biased here, but I'm going to put him right here. I think he had a really great season. He was a Pro Bowler um, last year, and he I mean he stayed healthy. He had, like I said, he had a monster season. I think he could even have a bigger season this year as long as he stays on the field, um, given the lack of other receiving options with the Lions. And I don't. I know Jared Goff is not Matthew Stafford. I get it, but like he's still not a. I don't agree with the take that he is a garbage quarterback. Um, so we'll have to. I want to wait and see. But I think Hawkinson. He's not as good as Mark Andrews, but I would say he's better than Gronk at least in this point in his career. He still has a lot of upside as well, um, and I think he's better than all those guys we have in the good tier for sure. You see, if I put him there, I feel like I would get a lot of flack for it and be called a homer. But since you put him there, I completely agree. Uh, that's where I would have put him anyways. But I do think he's going to have a great season regardless of the quarterback. And I do think the lack of you know, notable offensive weapons will help him out considerably. I think Hawkinson will be Goff's number one best friend. Um, and yes, we do. Have, while we do have uh, Perriman and Williams, who I don't think will be that big of a difference makers, you also have guys like Swift. Cephas, St. Brown, who I think will be 
very uh, decent and relevant in our offense, at least. Um, I think Hawkinson will be, you know, considerably far and away the best weapon on the team. So I'm glad you put him there. Yeah, I think he's very deserving of it. Hopefully it doesn't come off as us being a bunch of homers. But um, you got, I don't know how you did this, but you pulled it off. You got the, the two best tight ends. Um, so I, this should not warrant a lot of discussion, but where are you going to put Travis Kelsey? Me personally, I would have him number two behind George Kittle. Wow. I, I just think Kittle can do it all. I think he can block, run. He has more agility, I, I believe. And he's and Kittle has done more with less at the quarterback position True. while Kittle has had Mahomes for most of his career. Uh, I know many people, that's maybe not a popular take. I many, I'm sure you'd put Kittle behind Kelsey. I would. But yeah. I, I, I truly believe Kittle might be the best tight end in the league. I mean, I got the Kittle jersey on, so I'm not moving him since you put him there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I personally would probably, that's why I guess we need Chris here to kind of break the tie. But um, I would put Kelsey ahead of Kittle. Um, but like you said, Kelsey, he gets a lot of that praise because he's more of a receiver than like an actual tight end, tight end. Um, he's obviously not as good of a blocker as Kittle, but he he can stay on the field better than Kittle can. That's true. Potentially because he's not blocking as much. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they're very like 1A, 1B in my opinion. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah. put Kittle right there. Both have great Kelsey. personalities as well. Great personality, yeah. Great guys, guys that you'd love to hang out with. Um, so yeah, I, but they're, they're right there. They're 1A, 1B. Um, mm-hmm. Wherever you put them, there's no complaints. But yeah, I think he's really good. Um, and now we're going from the two best tight ends, possibly the third best tight end in the league right now, Mr. Tyler Eifert. Here we go. That's a great encore here. Um, okay, so him, uh, he's had injuries. It sucks, but I think I'm going to put him. Do it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put him in trash. I mean, uh, I don't want to hate on our uh, Cincinnati Bengals fans because Eifert was obviously a former Cincinnati Bengal there for a while, but. Uh, yeah, I think he's trash. Um, he, he can't stay on the field. Well, um, I mean, I guess he's still in Jacksonville, right? He's still there. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, he'll be outshadowed by Tebow though. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If they're bringing Tebow in to re- take your job, I mean, there's gotta be some issues there with your playing style, I guess. So yeah, I'm gonna put him in trash. Uh, maybe a little harsh, but yeah, I, I just think that's where he belongs. I don't think we need to talk about him anymore. Let's do Tyler Higby here, Roman. I do like Tyler Higby quite a bit. However, the Rams do have a lot of offensive weapons. Um, they did lose Gerald Everett, so maybe that helps out Higby a little bit. But I'm going to put him in good, probably towards the back half. I think I'm going to put him uh, right behind Hooper, I'd say. Yeah, I would probably put him in front of Hooper. But again, I'm, I'm not going to argue about it. I agree with all your takes there on Higby. Um, he's just a good guy. He's a good starter. Um, and I think he could potentially, maybe, like you said, Everett's gone. Maybe he gets more touches there. Stafford, we, we've seen before, he likes his tight ends, whether he's throwing to Ebron, who can't catch the ball, or he's throwing to a good one in, in Hawkinson. He loves trying to throw into those tight ends. Um, maybe Higby kind of benefits from that. Um, and I think that whole Rams offense as a whole um, is probably going to get a little, at least a little bit of a boost um, with with Stafford there, um, and maybe Higby can can kind of ride those coattails. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect spot for him, at least from what we know right now. Um, all right, so I got Darren Waller. Finally, I get a, I guess I got the two, like the secondary good tight ends. You got the two top guys. I got the, I guess I got the three, four actually next guys. Um, so I guess it kind of evens out a little bit. But I mean, I think. He's Darren Waller. The Waller is really, really good. Um, I don't think he belongs in the same tier as Kelsey and Kittle. I think those two guys are in a tier of their own. But I do think Waller is for sure the best guy of the rest, or the best guy in the great tier, or the elite tier, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I think he's right there. I think he's better than Mark Andrews. He's better than Hawk. He's better than Gronk. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him right there in the great starters. What do you think? He's definitely the third best tight end in the league. However, I think he's closer to Kittle Kelsey than he would be to the rest of the great tier. I think I agree with so that. So a yeah. part of me does want to put him in the elite tier with you know the other two guys, but just to make it look you know how it should be, I think we can leave him where he is. He's kind of in a tier of his own, I feel like. We, maybe yeah. we should make another one and add the Waller and it's just Darren Waller in there. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, I, I, I mean, Mark Andrews isn't... I, I mean, he's... 
he's kind of with Waller, I feel like, but not really, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. He is kind of, he's kind of in a tier with zone. It's tough. Um, but, I, yeah, I just feel like it just looked weird. And maybe mm-hmm. it's just aesthetically looking. It looked weird seeing Waller with Kittle and Kelsey. Sure. Um, I think, yeah, I think him being the top of the great very well could be, though, in that best in the game tier by the end of this season. But um, you can do the next. Uh, you get the next one. Will Disley, baby. Let's go. Uh, he's had some good spot starts. I think he's um, obviously injury prone as well. Uh, who knows what his future trajectory is, considering that they have some other weapons on Seattle. Um, who knows if he'll even be the starter for Seattle going into the season. However, based off of what we've seen so far, I do think he's I think he's better than average. However, I don't think he's done it more consistently. So I think I'd put him at the very end of good. Yeah, I don't. I probably would put him in the top end of average, I would say, because he did have a lot of touchdowns last year, if I remember correctly. Um, he, he was able to kind of find that nice connection there with uh, with Russell Wilson. But um, there are a lot of unknowns there with him um, because, like, Wilson might get traded. He might not play. It seems like that relationship might be a little bit better now. Um, he might not even be the starter eventually. So I, I think that's why I would hesitate and put him more in the average tier. Um, but Disley being in the back end of the good starter tier, it's, it's fine. I'm not going to get too upset about it. So, um, all right. So I – we got a nice, really intriguing uh, guy for you to end the end the episode off. But now I have Zach Ertz, and it pains me to do this, but uh, might be a hot take. But I'm putting him in the trash tier. He can't stay on the field. Actually, that's a little harsh. It's a little harsh. I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna put him ahead of Kyle Rudolph because I think both those guys are in very similar spots in their career. Formerly really great tight ends, um, but they're just on the back end of their careers now. Um, Ertz especially. He's got a lot of injury concerns. Um, I think he wants, he still wants to get traded. He hasn't been traded yet. Um, that was one of the big, like draft day trades. I remember seeing like, Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen on draft night. And that was two months ago now. So, um, we'll have to wait and see there what happens with him. Who knows what team will be on. Maybe he'll retire. I don't know. A lot of unknowns there, but I think he belongs. You could even put him in the trash tier and I wouldn't be too upset about it, but I think he belongs there in the back end of the average based on the other guys we have in that tier. I don't think he'll be with Philadelphia by the beginning of the season. However, I don't think there are many places where he'd be a starter. Um, I do think, I guess, similar to Ralph, there is something left in the tank. We don't know how much, but I do think he'll get some playing time, whether it's Philadelphia or elsewhere. So I don't think he's completely trash, but I don't think he has, you know, left much left to prove. And I don't think he'll be very uh, viable for fantasy purposes or for any team, um, unless he just somehow gets a second wind and, and blows everyone away, but I don't think he'll have many. He won't have high expectations for 2021. Yeah, I, I think we talked enough about Zach Ertz for one episode, like I said, for a couple of these guys. So um, over to you now for Kyle Pitts, our last guy of the episode. I know Chris would probably want to put him in the great tier right away, but considering that he has not played a single game yet, I, I think he does. The, the expectations are high for sure. Um, will he be in the great tier by the end of the year? Sure, you know we'll see. Um, I'm going to put him at the top of the good tier just because I think, you know, if he can do it in one year, he'll be considered good. And considerably, uh, similarly to Tunyon and Thomas, they are good just out of one year. So maybe he'll do the same. Yeah, I think that's exactly where I would put him for the exact same reasons. Um, if we go on based on potential, I mean, he could be best in the game because he has mm-hmm. so much potential. But, um, yeah, I think he's right there in the good tier. Um, it does, he does benefit a little bit with Julio leaving. Um, mm-hmm. he's definitely getting some more touches. So yeah, I think it's sooner rather than later, he'll be in that great tier, but at least as we stand right now on, uh, the end of June, um, he's right there in the top end of the good. So not too much to add there. there I do there... think Chris would, I think Chris would agree with you too. Cause he was saying during our last episode, the kind of temper expectations on pits. So I think he would agree where we put him as well. Um, and sorry, and would you add? Yeah, there is actually one more guy that was not on this tier list I do think is worth talking about. And when I say his name, you're probably be like, what? Who's that? But Adam Troutman, tight end for the Saints. I do think he'll actually be very good this year. Um, obviously, with Cook leaving, I think that kind of leaves him to be the tight end one. And since, you know, there's not really a whole ton of weapons left on the Saints offense, I do think Troutman will actually be very good for fantasy purposes and real life. Uh, am I calling for a breakout year? You know, we'll see. Um, I think it's very possible. Uh, I would for this tier list, I'd put him in the in the good tier. Obviously, we have to ha- see it happen first. Similar to Cole Komet, 
Retitans in their first year aren't very good. But I do think Komet and Troutman will both have great year twos. Um, so where would you put him on this tier list? Um, like I want to say the good tier, but I, I think I'm since we put Komet in that mm -hmm. average tier, I'd probably put him with Komet. Yeah. Um, for like the same reasons. And like you said, I think Komet, I think that's like right where we have him right now is like his uh, floor. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the same thing with Troutman. I think it's really only up um, up and up for them. Um, I agree. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and actually, one more guy too, as you were talking, we actually mentioned this guy earlier in the episode. It's kind of a joke, but Tim Tebow now is a tight end. Mm -hmm. uh, where, where would you put him in this uh, tier list? Well, considering we haven't seen him play in like eight years – at the tight end position as well, it kind of just compounds on each other. I have no idea what to what to think of him as a tight end. Maybe does he? Well, first of all, does he even make the team? I I think he will. And how much playing time will he get? I have no idea. I'd put him right in, in front <laughs> in front of Zach Ertz, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I would probably put him in trash. Yeah, because well, we don't know. Yeah. And the only video That's we have of him trying though, to catch yeah. a. NFL pass and when the face. hangs off his helmet. Yeah. yeah. So um, based on what we know now, I'd probably put him in trash, but who knows? <laughs> I, I hope he makes the team just because it's entertaining. Um, I think and that's he probably will. why he's go. I mean, that's, let's be honest. It's, this is just a ploy to sell jerseys, to yeah. get up ticket sales he, to, for entertainment. He's definitely making the preseason roster. He, he's yeah. definitely going to play in preseason games. I hope he makes the regular season roster too. I, he's not making the regular season team because he's good. Let's just say that. I think it'll just be because of what you said, the, yeah. getting the eyes, his connection with Urban Meyer. If he, he'll make the team just because of that reason. I mean, maybe he's somewhat decent at tight end, but I don't think that'll be a good enough reason for him to make the team. Yeah, I know we talked about this in the prior episode too, but – it just looks so stupid when you, when you, uh, you go to the Jaguars like shop website and it was like, get new Jags apparel. And it was Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and then Tim Tebow. And those were the jerseys. And I'm, I'm, it wouldn't surprise. I mean, I feel like Tebow jerseys were definitely higher than ETNs. Um, and if Trevor Lawrence wasn't like the Jesus Christ of Jacksonville right now, it'd probably be above those too. And that's just how big of a following and kind of a meme Tebow is at this point. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I just want to talk about him real quick. Um, overall though, I think this tier list is, is really good. Um, I like that we have a lot of guys right there in the average tier. Uh, and then also in the, oh, I mean, in the good tier, excuse me. And then we also have quite a few in the average tier. Cause I feel like that's where most of the tight ends are. They're all kind of like interchangeable guys. Um, or at least guys who are unproven or have a lot of potential. So, uh, I like that's kind of how it shook out. And I feel like the guys we have in the great tier and the best in the game tier are clearly the great and the best. Um, so yeah, I, any, any, any thoughts you wanted to add here before we get out of here? Well, yeah, it's, it's clear that the top two tiers are levels above the good starters. However, if you're looking at it in a fantasy perspective, most of the good starters are actually still, you know, viable for fantasy purposes. Yeah. They'll get you through a couple games and you can all get them, uh, middle to late rounds. So don't feel like you have to take a tight end in the first two, three rounds when you can get a guy like Logan Thomas, who was a late round pick last year. And he was very good. I got like Tunyon. So there will be some value in the later rounds. You don't have to reach in the first two or three. Well, and honestly, even guys like Hawkinson, Gronk, maybe even Mark Andrews, I could see them going behind Kyle Pitts. And those yeah. could be some good value um, tight ends as well. So you could even get a great guy if you miss out on one of those top three. Because I feel like Pitts, I think this was Chris's big point in our last episode, um, was about how he's going He's going to go super high in redraft leagues. Um and I, I feel like that's probably going to happen. Um, I agree with that. So, um, but yeah, overall, I think it's great. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see guys like Noah Fant, like Kyle Pitts, like Dallas Goddard, what they do, Gusecki, uh, what they do with maybe this more expanded opportunities in their in their next years. Um, even guys like Komet um, and Troutman, like you mentioned too, it's going to be fun to see. Um, I love the tight end position. I could talk about it all day. Um, but yeah, I think I, I had a lot of fun with you um, doing this. Um, and yeah, if you have nothing else to add, I just have one more thing to say. Um, I can't believe we're doing, we're recording this on June 23rd. Um, so, which means uh, about 14 hours ago, the Detroit sports world was set on fire with the Pistons, <laughs> actually. And not just the Pistons, but the Detroit sports won a thing, which is the first time it's happened in like a decade. Uh, and it was a lucky thing, too. I mean, it's, it's insane. But the Pistons got the first overall pick, most yep. likely going to get Kate Cunningham. It was awesome last night. 
Um, so yeah, I wanted to shout that out real quick before we get out of here, but, uh, Fair yeah, enough. it's awesome. Um, yeah. all right, but that'll do it, um, for this episode. Once again, uh, we're the zone defense podcast. Um, uh, we're, this will be our final position tier list, um, but we're probably going to do another tier list, um, right before the start of the NFL season. So in a few months, um, kind of doing all the different teams and we might revisit that, um, like mid season and we might do another one entering the playoffs. I do believe we made a tier list entering last postseason maybe not but i feel like maybe we did um kind of tearing up the different teams maybe not maybe i'm thinking about the spreadsheet we did for the playoffs i think that's what that's what i'm thinking of it looked kind of like a tier list but um we've gotten some good uh kind of traction on these episodes thank you for everyone for checking them out um however this is not the end of all of our nfl um, offseason content we'll be doing some fantasy football rankings we'll be doing another fantasy mock draft and we'll be doing um, division by division previews for the 2021 season. Um, those are probably the next things we'll be starting out. So make sure you check out all those. Um, Chris and I will also keep doing um, zone defense basketball hour episodes, um, kind of breaking down the NBA. We'll be talking about the NBA draft lottery and how the um, K Cunningham might be coming to Detroit, which is awesome. Like I said earlier, um, and we'll also be doing um, the conference finals, the finals. Um, so like I said earlier at the top of the episode, if you haven't, um, already subscribed to our channel. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify and Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and make sure you search us on Apple Podcasts. Um, smash that like button and drop a comment down below. Let us know what you thought about our tier list. Like I said, I think this might be our best tier list we've done yet. I feel like it's very fair and very accurate. Um, but if you have any hot takes that are against this, um, I think the hottest take thing we did maybe was put Kittle above a Kelsey. So if you disagree with that, be sure to let us know in the comments. Uh, we love reading all of them, and we try to respond to them as quickly as we can. Um, but once again, thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.